It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes! Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, happy Charlie Tuesday, yes. Charlie Five. What's going on, brother? It's going going good, man. How are you? Uh, I can't complain. I can't complain. So a lot of, um, I guess, little news stories popped up over the weekend. We kind of recapped them a little bit um, on yesterday's show. Which one stood out to you the most? Um. I guess the Christian Tut deal was really so weird. weird. So weird, but um, you know, I didn't realize this. I guess, but he he also he didn't play the bowl game and he didn't play in the Mississippi State game, right? And a lot of chatter came out that he had you know signed with an agent. He was working on the NFL draft, blah 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, boom! I'm in the portal. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, I'm now out of the portal. Right? That is wild. That is so wild. But um. You know, people were talking about, you know, he could come back to Auburn. We don't want him to play. You know, we want to see what Tennyson can do. Where are you going to play him? I don't think he's coming back to Auburn. You don't think Tut's coming back? I don't think you can come back. Um, if he signed with an agent, he's done. So uh, if he took any amount of money from the agent, he's done. And you would think if, if he was training and whatnot, he had to have money for travel to get places and be taken care of. So I think he's done. And you, you if you've noticed, there hasn't been one – article from any of the Auburn beat sites that says Tut's back on the team. You're right, and that's a good point. And that's something that Pappas and I was talking about when the when it first came out that okay, he's not going pro, he's coming back. And it's like, well he did sign with an agent. You can't do that. You can't in basketball. Right. If you don't take any money and you just sign with the agent to get information and all that. But I hope I hope he didn't just get some bad advice and do something dumb. I'm afraid uh I'm afraid it's he did. Um it's uh, like you, I, I hate to see a kid. It had to be an emotional time. Sure. Um, season didn't go kind of like you planned. Uh, lose a coach, lose some relationships there. Right. Um, and you just kind of make an emotional decision when you're getting some info. Um, but uh, according to a the leading Auburn inst- insider, uh, Auburn World Star at Maine Easy <laughs> on Twitter, says he spoke with Christian Tut yesterday and they had a great conversation, but. Regardless of the transfer portal news, he will not, all caps, be returning to Auburn. So kill the speculation. He's not coming back. Wow. Speculation's dead here. We're done. Moving on. Um, I'm ready to see more of Ladarius Tennyson, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ready to move on. I feel slightly bad for Tut because I don't think he should have been a middle-of-the-field player. I think he should have been a boundary corner. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> He was he was really good when the play was in front of him. Um, anytime he's moving backwards or left or right, he struggled. Um, it's almost like he was like a he had like a linebacker mentality yeah. in a DB body, and uh, you know. And then punt returning, you know, he had a great year in 2019, and then we're scared to come up and call a fair catch, and mm-hmm. you know, balls roll inside the uh, you know inside the ten. So you know, I thought maybe he had a he could have a really big year there, but. He got replaced by Eli, Eli Stowe before the end of the year. Uh, so 
I don't know, man. I hate it for the kid. I hope he hope he didn't get bad news or bad uh, information, but um, it's just time to move on. Also kind of makes you wonder, you and I have talked about this before with Harson and the kind of guys that he wants and just like the whole wishy-washiness, like that's not who this guy is, like with as far as Harson, And it kind of makes you wonder like, how Harshan would have viewed Tut as an like a you know as a player in the locker room to begin with, you know right. what I mean? No, you're, he's all business, and uh, you know, I think he probably would have at least had a conversation with him and hear, heard him out. But sure, the wishy washy stuff, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah, and it may not be Tut; well. it may be stuff going behind you know behind the scenes or whatever. So we'll right. never know the full story. No. What do you think of the wide receiver coach? Um. Funny, funny story. Uh, I, I actually attended Troy for a little while, and Cornelius and I had a couple classes together. So, oh, really? I don't know him personally, but uh, it just kind of makes you feel old when now. It's right. one thing when the players are the same age as you. It's a different ball game when the coaches now are the same the same age as you. But uh, so uh, a lot of the hires, I look at it this way: on an individual basis, I, I can I can get on board with it. Yeah. Um, it's when you start to have a lot of guys that are potential hires they could be really good recruiters or they they uh you know they're they're young and hungry kind of deal um that's all great but when you look at it as a collective we have a lot of those guys your best recruiters are your coordinators which is typically not don't love that typically not very ideal because they're going to yeah. be they need to be game planning and whatnot and will friend right and will will friend that's probably your best position recruiter uh, on the team so far we still have Obviously, the outside linebackers coach uh, left to be and Cadillac Feud is a good recruiter, right? Um, he he's a guy that you can put him if you put him on a guy, he he can probably go get go get him. Um, you know, but like I said about running backs coaches, they they recruit much more than just running backs. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, he can be a guy that he can go you know pluck offensive line and he can go pluck right. wide receivers, this that and the other. Um, and I have high hopes for their recruiting ability for Zach Etheridge. I'm, yes. a big, I'm a big Zach Etheridge guy. That's probably my favorite hire if you had to rank them. I really, really like that. And we just haven't seen it yet, but I, I think he's going to be able to do it. I do, too. I do, too. Um, he's got a cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played He played at a high level. And he's sort of kind of – he's picked his way, moved his way up the ladder. You know, it seems like each step he took was a little bit bigger job and a little right. bit bigger job. And I think uh, I think Houston had some uh, – their their defensive backs perform really well this year under under Zach. So and then you hear a lot of people say he's going to be a great recruiter. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very heavy. If you look at it, we're like big heavy in Georgia and Alabama as far as guys with those types of connections, which is huge because that's your that's your base. Mm-hmm. So um, it just, collectively, I'm kind of like you know I really wish there was that one big name you know dog on the recruiting trail that you right. knew was going to go just get you know studs lined up. Um, but individually, I, 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 I have there's a lot of things to like about each one. Mm-hmm. You so, got you got a favorite hire? Uh, well, outside of coordinator, <laughs> yeah, outside of, yeah, position coaches. Um, probably, I, I mean, I think probably Zach would be my favorite one so far. Dude, um, would you have cheated off me in class too? Oh yeah, hundred okay. percent. Yeah, all right, hundred percent. That's fine. Just asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> Zach or Will Friend? I mean, offensive line's big. We need we need bodies. We need we need studs in the trenches. So. I, I think well, friend is the biggest need as far as like the program goes. Right. Like I think Auburn, especially when you look at like 
what like I mean, freaking Carlton Davis was able to do in the playoffs on Sunday, like sh- holding Michael Thomas to zero. zero. Do you see his tweet where he was like, "I don't have an island, I have a graveyard." Nice. Are you kidding me? That's ooh, what that gave, me, that gave me chills. It's like I don't want that guy covering me. I want his PR director. Uh, I, I, I'm sure he like went to his locker and he's like, "Guys, I'm about to do this." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But yeah, and Jamel, and then you know Roger McCreary. So like, I think. I think the cornerback situation is going to be fine, regardless. Sure, sure. The, the offensive line position is not going to be fine, regardless. Something has to change there. Right. And so I, I like I like Will Friend's recruiting track record. Auburn couldn't recruit against them. And no. so I, I like, as far as need goes, I like that one the most. We couldn't get him when we had his best friend on the team. Nice. Uh, so, uh, you know, we signed Owen Papo. They played together. They were best friends. And... Our, for whatever reason, you know, Will Friend was able to sell Tennessee. By the way, Pete Thamel just tweeted that Pruitt may be out today. Oh wow! So that would be that's breaking news. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. I I was on Locked On Vols over the weekend with Josh Ward, and we were talking about the hire of Kevin Steele, and they got Big Cat Bryant, and. He kept talking throughout the thing. He's like, okay, Kevin Steele's been hired, but they haven't announced what he's been hired to do. And you kind of wonder if that has something going on there as we record this Monday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, he may end up being a head coach after all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, they, they, they threw out this weird we're going in a hiring freeze type deal, and then they turn around and they hire Kevin Steele to a position to be named later. <laughs> That's weird. And, uh, and then now, you know, this – you know, this stuff kind of is just starting to come out. So you hate to see it. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. They are the best place on the entire internet, entire world, 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 globe. Um, to to place your sports bets. They also got uh, outside sports stuff, a casino, and all that good stuff. But it's the one place that has you covered. The one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag. Did you bet on anything over the weekend? Yeah, Jaws pulled me through my uh, with the Bills. Yeah. Minus two and a half. Yeah, shout out to uh, former intern Jaws. Yeah. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code to locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Do not, I repeat, do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Also, today's show brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel. Of course, Homefield, you know at this point, makes premium vintage licensed college apparel. Really cool, unique, historic designs and the most comfortable t-shirts that I own. And I guarantee you they will be the most comfortable shirts that you own too once you buy one. So they dropped their Auburn line in September. It's been a huge hit ever since. Um, Don't get left out. Be a cool Auburn person. Don't be a lame Auburn person. Homefield Apparel can help you do that. Homefieldapparel.com, and you can get 20% off your first purchase of Auburn apparel with uh, use promo code Auburn. Simple as that. A-U-B-U-R-N at homefieldapparel.com. 20% off. Use promo code Auburn at homefieldapparel.com. All right, so you're legendary on the bunker, right? That's that's yeah. uh, That's how people know you. It's exactly. not how I yeah. know you, but that's how people right. know you. Most people, right. Yeah. Um, the people that matter. The people that matter, yeah. Exactly. Um, you got some good posts from this week? Uh, yeah, I got a couple of posts I want to share. Uh, so, bunker in game. Live game bunker is 
is the top of the line. Like it doesn't get any better. The best takes, the most emotion is is just the greatest. And um, I promise you, I think the bunker inspires a lot of hashtags. Okay, I I, I, I know it inspired the stop steal hashtag, but uh, the uh, hilarious post during the uh, KC game. It was, I mean, the game had just ended. And uh, they were talking about Chad Henney. I can't believe Chad Henney made that 15-yard run or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a post from Yo 24 Sure. Shouts out. Henney thing is possible. I thought that was great. And then I, then I get on Twitter Mahomes a little while later it. and Mahomes tweets yeah. it. But I timestamped it. This one was before Mahomes. So you think Mahomes is on the bunker? Without a doubt. I okay. mean, that's science. I've had suspicions, but now it's good to know it for sure. I, my friend, that is science. Timestamps are science, and I am not a science denier. So <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, so anything is possible. Uh, That's great, good. Great post. Uh, during the uh, – it was not Saturday's game versus Kentucky, but it was, we play, uh, the last game we played, um, I guess it was Georgia. Mm-hmm. Sharif makes just – Did we beat Georgia? We, we beat them soundly. Okay. Uh, pretty much from start to finish. Auburn beat Georgia? Oh, yeah. Okay. Beat them bad. Um, so Just one more – Auburn beat Georgia, right? Stomped them. Got it. Stomped them. So, uh, at some point in time, I'm sure Sharif threw just – an amazing alley oop or something with his blindfolded, uh, left handed, right. uh, you know, no look type deal. Right. And uh, this post, it's simple, but it just made me laugh. Reef or LeBron, if you had to choose, who do you pick? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's, uh, uh, Sharif Cooper's the answer, by the way. Oh, yeah, 100%. But LeBron LeBron's was watching aging. Sharif Cooper on, uh, on Saturday. Did you see that? That's cool. Yeah. You know what that means? What's that mean? Bronny James, AU. Class of 2023. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend that he was watching Kentucky. He was totally watching Auburn. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Sharif's got that big Instagram following, so I'm You're sure right. he's sure it's there. Uh, this was not really a post on, on the bunker, but it was a tweet that I just absolutely died laughing. It okay. Was, it was a screenshot of Chad Henney's uh, recruiting profile, <laughs> and it's, it says pro style, pro for pro style quarterback six uh-huh. three two ten, and it looks like they took a magic marker and crossed out pro and put dual, <laughs> <laughs> dual threat. Uh, I think he uh, doubled his uh, career rushing yards in that one play. Oh my gosh, that was so amazing and like so unexpected. That yeah, was just, I was pulling hard for the Browns, but it was that was a fun game. Uh, and then last one uh, that just made me die laughing and make me mad all at the same time is this uh, the one you're going to sound off on yes hold on one second today's show brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com it is the best place to purchase all of your vehicle parts whether it's a car truck or an suv rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and of course uh, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the exact same thing? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. And write Locked on Auburn. And there, how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. 
All right, Charlie Five, get to that last one that made you mad. Uh, first of all, it made me laugh, and then once I realized why I was laughing, then I got mad. So got it. it was about uh, TD Moultrie moving, asking to move the linebacker, and uh, Granddaddy Twenty Eight <laughs> shouts out uh, responds to the thread and says. If nothing else, middle linebacker gives him four to five additional yards to go before jumping off sides, which it was pretty much, which made me laugh as a joke that anytime TD went in, we were going to get an offsides penalty. He was antsy. Yeah, he was very antsy. Uh, so once I caught my breath from laughing, I blame passion for that. By the way, oh, he's very passionate. Kid. Very, yeah. Got shot when he was like sixteen. I don't know if you know that. I do. Yeah. Um. So uh, after I caught my breath from laughing, I started to think. Go back and think, why in the world do we take a six-foot, 225-pound, number two inside linebacker in the whole freaking country and put him at defensive end just because Carl Lawson was somewhat a similar size or or whatever. I don't know why we did it, but uh, we did it, and uh, the the kids just – just absolutely a heat-seeking missile at middle linebacker. And we put him – I assume it was maybe just to get him on the field as a freshman. I don't know. But uh, not only that, but after the first year when it was pretty clear it was not going to work, just just kept at it. Just kept just – well, they they, Yeah, they made him gain more weight. Yeah, get bigger. So you can so – yeah. get bigger that, so you can be – Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he couldn't play he, – he just couldn't play at 250, 265 pounds. Uh, so – uh, I feel bad for the kid. I'm excited though because uh, he had the um, he had the guts, you know, to go up to the coaches and say, "Hey, I want to I want to go back to where I originally you know came here for." Well, and- it was so weird because he like made sure Auburn recruited him as a linebacker, and he was listed as a linebacker, and then they didn't play him at linebacker. It was so it was weird to me. Oh yeah. Um, I posted a, a a clip on Twitter. I think you responded to it, and a few other people responded to it uh, about. I think it was Michael and me, or maybe it was Jay Fergon, and we were talking about him, how he's going to be better as linebacker. And somebody responded to me saying that the reason he moved over to defensive end slash that buck edge player was because Kevin Green, like, influenced it. I don't remember that. Hmm. I'd love to hear the story behind that, but... um, that's odd to me. That's 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 odd. Especially rest in peace, uh, yeah. Kevin Green. But uh, you know, why, I I don't. Maybe he came back and mentored some kids. I don't know. I've never heard that story. But me I'm not saying it's not true. Uh, it just I, it, sometimes I think, and this could be go back to being a Gus thing. Is we don't really recruit guys. We recruit guys based off what we've seen other players do instead of taking that kid and making him the best at what he does best. He's a similar size as Carl Lawson coming out of high school, maybe kind of similar to Jeff Holland. Let's just make him into what they were instead of taking what he does best and making him the best player and then putting him in the best spots to succeed. And uh, it was never going to be at outside or whatever we want to call it, buck, outside linebacker, defensive end. Um, he just he, – he lost all confidence, all that yeah. quick twitch, get after it. Uh, it just – I just – I hope that that book is closed. Uh. I think it is. I think it is, and I think he's going to be a solid linebacker um, this year. It's just it's going to be um, it's going to be a weight thing. Sure, you know he, he's, his goal is to get down to two thirty. Right. I mean, you're going to transfer your body in four or five months. It's going to be cool to see him at a day, assuming we get an a day, and then see him again 
in the fall. Like, right. how different is his body going to look? I think he's going to be shredded. He's going to be absolutely shredded. Absolutely yoked. Yoked. I'm all for it. Me too. I'm here for it. Yoked, teeny, Moultrie, greater than sign, everything. Everything. Put him in the middle and break face masks. Uh, I'm all about it. Let's go. I'm all about it. Uh, you got anything else on your mind this week, man? Uh, you know, um, I'm glad we're good at basketball again. That that, was, yeah, that was a dark moment for about a, three weeks there. It was a dark, uh, high, dark, dark time for us. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how we play against Arkansas. Apparently, they're not nearly as good as we thought they were. So we, we go up against them on Wednesday, go, go to the – what do they call that place? Like the Coliseum or the Mount or something. I don't, I don't anyway, know. we're going to go in there and, and dominate. And hopefully Justin Powell can be back. And if, and if he can't, I'm going to donate my brain so he can come back because I'm missing. Yeah, and Noah Garner and I did the post-game show on ESPN 106.7 after the game basketball. We'll do that every Saturday. But we were talking about this and, and quoting Bruce Pearl's comments from before the game. And it's like, it's not that Bruce said that it's not that they're being cautious. It's just like he's not ready yet. No. Like he's still dizzy. And, and so it's like, okay, all right. That's really, really unfortunate. But right. no. pro- props to them for not rushing him back. Sure. You know, he, they set, you know, they clear him for practice and then he'll go kind of try to get back into it and, and start practicing. And then the symptoms come back again. So. I, I, I apparently missed it, but apparently he his head was whipped pretty hard into into the floor. So uh, well, the crazy thing to me is like that was before halftime of A and M, and M, and then he played for like the first two minutes of the second half, and it's just like I'm I'm surprised he was able to do that. I don't, it could have just been a toughness thing. I don't know. Did he did he come back out? He played two minutes in the second. Two half. minutes in the second half. Yeah. So uh, you know, early concussion uh, type stuff uh, doesn't really your adrenaline's still kind of going and maybe he just kind of felt like he but once he started going I guess he just the symptoms kind of overtook him yeah it's different how you see concussions like everybody responds to them differently like pal you didn't even notice it as it happened and mm-hmm. then like Mahomes on Sunday what where it's like <laughs> yeah I mean his head hit the turf and it's just like that guy couldn't walk I've watched that replay I don't know how many times, and I don't think his head ever. I, I honestly think what knocked him out was when Mac Wilson wrapped him. I think he got him under the chin. That's oh, the only yeah? thing that can make sense to me because if you look, his but his head, eyes don't roll back until you can see his eyes roll back after his head hits the grass. After he starts to kind of roll, I, yeah. Maybe maybe that's what it was. Because uh, that's the scary thing. It's like that dude, like he was that dude was like out. He had no idea yeah. where he was. Yeah, so, I mean, that's scary stuff. So, yeah, yeah, uh, props to this coaching staff, the way they've handled Justin Powell so far. And uh, props to Justin Powell for being honest throughout the whole process because you know he wants to get – you know he oh, wanted no. to play against Kentucky so bad. So bad, yeah, because like, he's guys, from Kentucky. Yeah, you guys didn't recruit me, and it's like – Mr. Basketball. Right, right. Yeah. And it's like I'm the greatest player of all time, Yeah, and you let me go. Yep, and I was going to light you up. What's going on? I was going to light you up, but – Can you imagine how ugly it would have been if he would have played? It would have been – All over my 20. Yeah, you know what I'm is saying. Is there a run rule in in basketball? Because we would have hit it. No, but there should be. There you should know what I'm be. saying? Yeah, we'd have thrown. They'd have thrown the towel in. I think more people need to look at college softball and be like, okay, maybe the run yeah. rule is not a bad idea. He would have dissected the Tony Barbie defense. Di- absolutely surgical. We do after the game basketball at Tzatziki's on South College Street, and we're watching it. And you know, we got all of our radio stuff, so it's it's clear that we're there for the game. And uh, somebody comes up to us like, "Is that Tony Barbie?" Like, yeah, yeah, it was. It oh, was. You talking about a defensive coordinator for Kentucky, Tony Barbie? 
Absolutely. He's and we're stud. like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, can't win in Auburn because of Under Armour, Tony Barbie. <laughs> she was like, I Final was, uh, I was a bartender um, while Tony Barbie was here, and he's terrible. And I'm like, mm. yeah, I believe you. Accurate. I believe you. Very she, accurate. She's like, he said some really mean things. I'm like, I believe you. Yeah. Because he doesn't care about other people. No, he's a. Uh, he's where he needs to be. Yep. Absolutely. Just ride, ride cows coattails. Hey, where can people? You're getting podcast requests now, aren't you? Yeah, but I'm pretty loyal. I'm a loyal guy, so uh, you know we're gonna have to up the price. You know, I'll double it. Bidding war. I will. Uh, I will double what I'm paying you. <laughs> you know what? I'll even triple it. Boom. Let's go. Where can people find you, buddy? Uh, you can find me on AuburnSports.com, the Bunker, uh, Two Four Seven Sports, Body Get Aboard, or at on Twitter at the underscore charlie underscore five yeah it's where legends are born i love it you can follow me on twitter at z blackberry the show on twitter at locked on auburn on instagram at auburn podcast and we'll be back tomorrow right here on locked on auburn it's the locked on podcast network your team every day The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.